this is now tell us and we usually ask people if you have something to say we are here to listen and then we have one person here whose name is Mark Hugh and he says hey Anthony I want to tell you something something to do with web 3 and I'm like what's web 3 uh, but Eric is here. He's going to tell us what is Web3 and he's going to dive us into the idea of onboarding major brands into Web3. Now, if you have no idea what Web3 is, stay right here with me. If you know what it is, please uh, engage with us on the conversation and let's, let's discover some new things that uh, maybe we don't know. So, uh, this is your host, Anthony Murore at Now Tell Us a motivational speaker and also an author. I have authored two books known as Be Good for Good, that has got stories of goodness with lessons on life, and also the Achieve Your Dream workbook that has got the seven ingredients for success. You can get them on Amazon, but don't go to Amazon right now because we've got to hear what Eric has to say. Stay right here with me. And now, why don't we go together to meet our guest today, Eric McHugh. Here we go. Hello, Eric. Hey, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really grateful. Yeah, we are grateful that you're here with us, that you've got something to tell us. Yes. Yeah, so where in the world are you? So I'm very blessed. I'm living in beautiful Southern California right now. So it's 70 degrees. It's sunny. Wow. Well, I know many people in other parts of the world are just freezing cold. And also in the U.S., I've seen people who are just going through some tough time. Yes. Yeah. So you're blessed. You're really blessed. Yes, very, very much so. Yeah. And now we, we are going to listen to what it is that you want to tell us. And uh, let's start by knowing who is Eric. Sure. Well, nice to meet everyone. My name is Eric. 30 years old. Like I mentioned, I'm living in Southern California. My main hobbies are chess. I like to do Muay Thai. I love to read anything under the sun and meditation. I just got back from a 10 day Vimpasa meditation retreat. It was a beautiful transformative experience. I went to school in the States, at which time I interned in Barcelona as a project manager and in Washington DCs as a consultant. That was funny because of how polar opposite those cultures are. Like in Barcelona, you show up at 10 a.m., you're the first one there. And in Washington, D.C., you show up at 8 a.m. and you're like the last one there. My first job was at Snap Inc., helping craft their ad algorithm. That was a fun learning experience. And then from there, I joined as a bankruptcy consultant, helping companies navigate the bankruptcy process. And that's where the entrepreneurship bug really hit me. So the consultant firm didn't really align with my ethos or the ethos of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So I quit that job. And then I started going to cryptocurrency meetups saying, I want to work in the space. How do I do this? The best way to do that is network my way in. 
I met the original ShopX team at a, at a meetup. We've been running that company. So ShopX is a Google or Apple Web3. We're a platform for a major brand or smaller brand to download a simple app and enter the Web3 space and gain Web3 benefits. So that's been running since 2016. I also have another company, which is Data Inc. That's the first ever AI-powered matchmaking service. So we leverage AI to create profiles based on your digital footprint and then use machine learning to ma generate matches based on another user's digital footprint, hopefully to put people in this position to succeed when dating. So yeah, those are my two companies, and I'm happy to go into either one. Wow, wow. From that introduction, we kind of we can kind of think that we are listening to a person who is 60 years or so, not a 30-year-old person. Yeah. That's quite an experience. How many how many years have you been to each place and uh, how, how has it been? So dotting is relatively new. We just launched that this year and that's because AI is, the technology is caught up. Mm -hmm. Shop, ShopX has been around for a while. So like I want to say 2016, 2017, so five years. And the consulting firm and Snap app, Snapping was around like a year to three years for each one. So varying experiences. Wow, that's, that's quite an experience. And uh, we are glad listening to you to learn yes. more on this. Now, I said I don't know. I've seen Web3, but for someone who who may be quite green, does not know, what's Web3? What are we talking about here? Yeah, so honestly, in Web3, it's very important to simplify it. So in terms of Web1 versus Web2, Web3, those are just names. So Web3 is the natural progression from Web2. So think about it, like logically, two, three is after two. So three is the next generation of the web. And I look at it as a cryptocurrency-based internet. But to break it down super simply, let's talk about Web1. So web when you think of Web1, think of read-only. So you're online in web one, you can read stuff online, which is great. Web two, let's frame it as social media, like Instagram or YouTube. So in web two, you can read and you can write content. Mm -hmm. So think about Instagram. I can write a post. You can read my post. You can interact with that post. You can do what you want with that post. But in this example, Instagram owns the post. So they could cancel us because they own the content. They could sell our data for various purposes because Instagram is the owner of that situation. Mm -hmm. Web3, just think of it as read, write, and own. So in Web3, not only can you read content, you can write content, but you can also own the content. And the form of that ownage comes in the form of a cryptocurrency or NFT. So my area of expertise is e-commerce. So basically people try to sell stuff online. Mm -hmm. if, if I were to write a piece of content in the form of an NFT, I could then gift you that NFT. I can gift you that NFT or you could purchase that NFT. And now there's a relationship between me and you with no third party interfering. So if I wanted, I could send value your way in the form of like discounts, free product, early access to product, and you can send value my way. And the cool thing is because you own that NFT or we can even just call it an access pass if you don't need to know what NFT is. If you own that NFT or access pass, I can't take it away from you. Google can't take it away from you. A government can't take it away from you. Amazon can take it away from you. That NFT or access pass is owned by you. So it's just, just think of it like a physical version of like gold, where if I have a piece of gold, I mean, I wish if I had a piece of gold, 
the owner of that gold is the person who owns that gold. Mm-hmm. No, no one can come in and take it from the bank account. They have to physically take it from me. So that's how it is with the NFT. It's it's your NFT to do what you want with it. Oh, that kind of sounds a bit complex. Uh, how does someone who has no because here we are talking about uh, AI and uh, some complex things that uh, how is someone who's just I mean, like, let's talk about baby boomers, uh, yeah. people who don't have some experience with the internet and things like that. How do they go into that? Yeah, so I think it's important to note for Web3 to be successful, it has to be completely done in the back end, mm. meaning my mom can take out her phone, she taps on the computer, she claims her product, the merchant gets paid. So all the Web3 stuff for it to be successful has to be done without even knowing it nor does she need to know it. Um, if you're talking to a baby booner about Web3, just think of it as, just think of an NFT as just an access pass. So you own the NFT, you get access to things. The things are decided by the creator of the access pass, and it's an access pass that you own, so no one can take it away from you. Okay. So it's a matter of educating each and every other person on the way to go about this. And why is this Web3 so important? Why, why, why should we get more knowledge about it yeah so like i like i mentioned earlier like web3 is the future so it, for it to be successful no one has it's just gonna be done in the background but in terms of why it's important to get to know now first off it gives you a first mover advantage so in terms of e-commerce brands since those are my area of expertise like the big brands are already getting in like nike sephora espn sports teams they're dipping their toe into the space to see how it goes and then if you're able to get in before the big brands as an e-commerce brand you have a you have a huge advantage over everyone else and on top of that it's very important to understand what web3 is because the key tent of web3 is ownership so in web3 like I mentioned earlier, you own your NFT or you own your cryptocurrency. And with that ownership comes responsibility, meaning if you lose your NFT, that's on you. There's no one you can call for it. It's again like it's again like losing a piece of gold. So to understand Web3 and to understand security, that's I say that's the main reason why we want to get into it. And on top of that, it's just beneficial for the world in general because I think it fixes a incentive problem that we have in our present monetary system and that present mon- that incentive is, i think the because people are going to print unlimited money and if you're from greece i know that happened a while back where like the banks just shut down your mo- like if, if you're around where the bank's just like okay well it's your money but you can only withdraw x amount mm-hmm. what you can't do that in web3 and i i thought that was personally wrong mm-hmm. so so in web3 they're in web2 or in a non-crypto world the incentives are wrong so think about it logically if i want to get rich without producing value how do i do this i place myself right next to the money printer and then i take money from there and i give it to my friends and then we see this all the time in politics where it's like one corrupt politician gets in they're right next to the money printer they give contracts to their friends who they all make a bunch of money now there's three corrupt people mm-hmm. those three corrupt people bring in three more corrupt people now there's six those six corrupt people will beat the non-corrupt people because they have access to corrupt resources and they'll do things that good people won't. So it creates a problem there. Whereas in Web3 and Bitcoin, 
not only can the banks not just shut down your money, because I know that happened in Athens. It recently happened in Canada where people, the government didn't agree what people were saying and they just froze everyone's bank account and froze everyone out. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen in Web3. But in Web3, I'm incentivized if I want to become rich to create as much value as I can for the world. So think about it this way. If you have an NFT, Anthony, or you have Bitcoin, how do I obtain your NFT or how do I obtain Bitcoin? I can't just print it. I can't just print it. I have to produce value for you and mm -hmm. then you voluntarily give it to me. So if I want to get a lot of Bitcoin, looks like I have to produce a lot of value for the world, which I think is just better for everyone overall. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I'm looking back and in time when the computers were starting to come and people were seeing this as a complex idea. I, I remember people were, oh, now this thing, I don't know how we're going to work on it. And then I'm um, looking at this idea where AI was being, not being introduced because it has always been there, but then uh, sometime last year, early last year, or maybe last year, but one is when everybody was talking about AI. Now people are starting to, understand it they are starting to use it so let me believe that at some point we are going to understand this web3 in a good way and, and and get to use it but that's why we need people like you eric to just teach us one at a time one day <laughs> one and, step, and then we're gonna understand all of it at some point yeah and, and honestly we need people like you because i think we're both equally important in as humans in the web3 space and so for Web3, I understand it's a complex issue or it's a complex topic. What mm. really gets people to learn about it is really getting skin in the game. So for example, if someone doesn't own an NFT, they don't own crypto, they have no real reason to research it. But mm. once once someone does purchase their first cryptocurrency, like not even a big amount, or own their first NFT, now they have ownership in the space and they're much more incentivized to research it. So that's why I think Web3 will win. And that's where ShopX is trying to help because what ShopX is, it's a way we're a simple app. So just think of like your iPhone app where you download an app. We're an app for e-commerce brands sent to the Web3 space. So if a major brand like Nike were to use our app, they create an NFT or an access pass for their customers. They program in a product. So saying, okay, if you own this access pass, you get product A for 50% off. Their customers then purchase that pass. They're in the space. They have skin in the game. And then they can learn about it at their own pace. And I think it's very important because you can't force anyone to do anything. You mm. just have to offer the right incentives to enter the space. And once they're in, if they want to learn about it, that's great. There are plenty of resources. But if they don't, that's cool too. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, you, I don't think you can force anyone to do anything. So if you want to learn about it, great. If not, that's great too. You're still using it. No. Thank you. And it's good that you let us know that at some point we're going to have control because everyone everywhere is thinking that we are losing control. We are under, we are being monitored day and night and whatever oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to go into that because I, I agree. I think the surveillance is getting just worse and worse. I, I don't like that at all. So in a, in a web three world, or let's compare the world today versus what it would be like in a web two world right mm -hmm. now. Like you mentioned, everything is being controlled and monitored from the top. So the people at the top, think of them peering down and they have access to all of our information and they're just kind of scraping everything. Web3 and crypto, we reverse that because it's all, it's pseudonymous, meaning 
if the governments or whatever, they were using a, a cryptocurrency system, we as people can track their wallets and see exactly where everything, all the money is going and what purpose it's going for. And I think that's right because it's our money in the first place. But on the flip side, it's pseudonymous. So they can't just individually just scan everyone. Yes, they can scan individual wallets. So they can see wallet A did this, wallet B did this, wallet C did this. But those are just wallet addresses. So if they really wanted to, it's possible to say, okay, wallet A, they're doing some bad stuff. Let's investigate. And there are tools to bring criminals to justice. But they can't just mass scan, which I think is important. Which is why there's pushback. Because obviously people in control, they tend to like being, they like, they tend to keep they want to be in control and yeah. they'll they'll lie they'll do whatever they can they'll they'll create laws they'll just do corrupt things to keep the people i guess to keep me and you just like down and just whatever and and if you think about it and i i like to think of money printing in this way it's like people spend their time which is their life to earn money hmm. it's un it's unfair if someone can just come in and print money because that's effectively stealing people's lives from the whole general population mm -hmm. so for example the united states during covid we, let's say they print a trillion dollars the average salary in the united states is fifty thousand dollars a year just divide a trillion by fifty thousand that's how many lives that you've taken from the general population because that's people are putting a year to get fifty thousand dollars you can't just you can't just take it and, and lord knows where that money went i'm sure it's not good places mm. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for this that you're sharing with us. Uh, at this point, let me thank each and every person who's watching us or even listening to us. Thank you, Angela, for your contribution. And uh, thank you, every other person who's there. If you have a question, ask Eric before he goes away because he's here to answer us, uh, whatever it is that we want him to tell us. Uh, to just dive deeper into this Web3 thing and understand it even much more because I haven't understood it fully. But th now that we are talking to Eric or Eric is telling us, I'm starting to get some ideas about it. And the question comes here. Now, we've had NFTs, we've had of uh, Bitcoin and all the other coins that are out there. And they go up and down. And the thing that we are concerned with, and that's something that you mentioned bef before, uh, things to do with the way that the economy goes in every government. Don't, don't the Web3, isn't the Web3 affected by inflations and things like that? And um, yes and no, just because inflation has a, it has a role in pretty much everything. So when they print money, where's that money go? It usually flows into hard assets, which is why um, it's harder to afford a house, which is why gold is getting more expensive, which is why I think Bitcoin arise. So like it's extremely volatile and I wouldn't put more, not financial advice, but I wouldn't put more money than you're willing to lose. But if you compare the value of the dollar versus the price of a cryptocurrency, I would take volatile upwards versus guaranteeing downwards because i think the dollar since they started printing is down like 90 something percent and that's not getting any better so yeah i would take i would also take the hard asset meaning bitcoin you can't print anymore there's a hard cap that's all there ever be whereas the dollar just some arbitrary privately owned company named the fed they can just print money give it to their friends start wars profit off those wars use those wars and still fear get more control and repeat that process over and over again Okay. So what's the process of bringing in the uh, the brand, the big brands, or yeah, into what it is that you, you're doing? 
Yeah, so so to bring the brick brands in, we have to do two things first. The first thing is offer them incentives as a brick brand. Why would you enter the space? You, know, you have to have a reason to. So with Web3, we've seen major incentives for a big brand to enter the space. The main one being customer customer retention. So in the e-commerce space, the customer acquisition cost is often more often higher than the amount you'll make on your first customer. So the name of the game isn't getting the first customer, it's getting the customer coming back. And that's where ownership comes to play. So we've seen brands get a customer retention rate of over six times. The second reason that they would enter the space is higher conversions. So the average e-commerce conversion rate is around 2%. In Web3, we've seen around 80%, and that's because they've already bought in. So if you sell 500 NFTs, you link a product to each of that NFT, you can expect 400 people to purchase that NFT. So you, you, you as a brand, you know how much product to make. You can do things like you can sell two, you can create 200 products, knowing they'll sell out to create hype. And the third reason I would say is word of mouth marketing. And it's because of the ownership aspect, because if you feel like you're part owner of the company, you're going to tell your friends, you're going to recommend it authentically. And the cool thing is, let's say the brand does shoot up in value, the power, the price of your NFT may increase too. So like it's sharing value with the customer versus the shareholder. So like if a small brand launches an NFT, customer purchases it, great. There's a connection between them. 20 years down the line, the next Nike. Now that NFT pass looks like an increase in value and the customer, since it's theirs, they can sell it, they can keep it, they can pass it down to their family. They can do whatever they want with it. And on the brand side, they can program a royalty. So if a customer were to sell that NFT, they can program it a cut for themselves. So it's a win-win for both. The second reason, the second way to bring it on, onboard a big brand in is we have to make it as simple as possible because Web3 is a complicated topic. So before, if you wanted to enter the Web3 space, you'd have to hire a Web3 developer, a dev team, and you have to build it out yourself. But at ShopX, we've built an app for a brand to do that. So just as easy it is for you to download like Pandora on your iPhone or any game and set up an account and start playing, that's how easy it is for a brand to enter the Web3 space with ShopX. So as a brand, if you want to launch an NFT collection, you just go to the Shopify app store, you download the app, you create an account. And then within the app, we've created a no code solution for you to launch an NFT. Mm -hmm. So all you, all you have to do is fill out a form, just the form has a name, the price you want to charge it, a place to put your picture, a description, how many passes you want to create. You, you click create, and then you have your very first NFT collection. And then since we're already integrated with your e-commerce store, you can add products to that NFT. So I can be like, okay, I created Eric's gold pass. Let's add product A to this pass. Let's add product B for 50% off. Let's add product C for early access. So you can just you can just add products to that pass. And then as a customer, how do I purchase that pass? You just go to a simple website. You can pay with cryptocurrency like normal, or you can pay the credit card. So we made it simple for the customer too. Mm -hmm. What challenges have you been facing? Yeah, so the big the biggest challenge was simplifying the whole process, and we spent millions of dollars to do that. Because honestly, launching an NFT collection, the tech is the tech is brand new for everyone. It's not easy to find the right talent to build the tech work. So, create moving that complex process to a swift, less than five minute process for someone no technical help. That was the biggest challenge, but we did that. The second biggest challenge was I would say the overall bear market in cryptocurrency. So for the past three years, cryptocurrency has been in a bear market. And this has resulted in less customers for ShopX because we're a B to B to C company, meaning we could sign all the brands in the world, mm 
but if their customers don't want the product, the project is dead in the water. So overcoming that and just playing around with the lingo to make it more simple has been a challenge. But luckily, we're blessed that the bear, the bull market is returning. So we're now we're seeing people reach out, we're seeing funds reach out, we're seeing brands reach out, we're seeing customers reach out, and now they're interested. So we positioned ourselves. What we we use the bear market to position ourselves extremely well. Yeah, I believe you. I want to agree with you that uh, simplifying is uh, can be a great challenge on this thing. Yeah. Now, and and here you've mentioned two things which could be something very complex and maybe you can even try to simplify it uh, to us a bit more uh, talking about for, for someone who may be hearing about the crypto market cryptocurrencies and things like and now the nfts and you talk about the bear market and the bull market now tell it to us like uh, a kindergarten child oh. Okay. Yeah, I love that. A bear market is when things go down and a bull market is when the price increases. So it's it's usually cyclical, meaning that it goes in cycles. The bear goes for a certain amount of time and the bull goes for a certain amount of time. So things go up for a period and things go down for a period. Is there some, some phenomenon, something that happens and that affects these up and down or is just haphazard? Yeah, so in cryptocurrency, the main cryptocurrency is Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So Bit- Bitcoin is the king of cryptocurrencies. And every four years, Bitcoin has an event called the halvening. And what the halvening is, so every day there's a set amount of Bitcoin that can be created and released into the ecosystem. So th- that remains the same for the four, four, four years. Every four years, that amount gets cut in half. So if if there's 15 Bitcoins being created today, when the halving happens, there's 7.5. And that generally creates a supply shock for the whole system. Because if demand stays the same, but there's less than half available, the price usually goes up around the happening. But isn't that still control? What's that? Isn't that still control? If there's someone who's deciding the amount of bitcoin that is going to be there in the market it's it's not a person deciding it's okay. it's co it's code that's deciding so the amount is set and that can't be changed so okay. it's not like me like the bitcoin ceo just saying this is the amount we're this is the amount we're going to introduce today this is the amount we're going to introduce tomorrow mm-hmm. it's been set since its inception and it's been reducing by half for since the beginning so everyone knows the set schedule. It's perfectly transparent. And most Bitcoin have, have been released into the wild. Okay, okay, okay. So now we are speaking to someone who's been listening to us, maybe want to learn something more to maybe follow up with you. Uh, in what way do you work with just any other everyday person? And how can they connect with you? Yeah, so honestly, I, I love onboarding people to space, and my intention is to be as helpful as possible. I think if I onboard one person, they onboard another person, we create a positive spiral upwards. So if you have any questions about crypto or Web3, I would recommend you reach out to my personal Instagram so we can do the voice message. But if you want to learn more about ShopX, the website is shopx.co, S-H-O-P-X dot C-O. And if you're interested in AI-powered matchmaking, that's dataing, so D-A-T-A, ing.io so yeah those are three sources okay 
Yeah, and I believe the everyone who's listening or watching can always get those at the description of this episode. Now we we have we kind of have an idea now. Maybe we are more advanced now than we were before we started the show. So and and we thank you, Eric, for coming on to now tell us. No, no, and honestly, thank you very much. Like I said, I'm grateful to be here, and I understand it's a long, it's it can be a long process. So the more, even I'm still learning. Everyone's still learning on a day to day basis. It's all about going from zero to one. So again, if if this was interesting to you, I think cryptocurrency is better for all of us as humans. So yeah, just start your own journey. People are friendly. If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, and they say never uh, learning never ends. We keep on learning every single day. So yeah. Uh, and my, my, the curiosity that I have is that in the past uh, one or two decades, things have moved at a very terrific speed. Uh, Technology-wise, this is what I'm talking about. What's your idea of the next ten years or twenty years? Now we we are talking about Web three, but I'm 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 afraid that it may run than faster than what we are imagining the way things have been going. Yeah, and the reason things are moving fast is because the think of it like a train station where the rails already set. So right. once people, once most people gain access to the internet via laptops or phone, that's why Web two is able to take over so fast because you don't have to build out that physical hardware. Everyone already had that structure, so that's why Web two moved fast, which is why Web three is moving faster. Think about it: like if you everyone had to get computers and laptops all over again, Web three would be moving slower than it is. So in terms of Web three mass adoption. I would say that's five to ten years out from the point being, no one knows it's going in the background. So I think that's where we're at in that. In terms of metaverse AI, so I look at Web four as a combination of the metaverse, AI, virtual reality, augmented reality, Web three all in one. So that's where you kind of plug in a headset and you can just travel wherever you want. So that's probably fifteen to twenty years out where that's good. And I would say Web five is where everyone's had enough of that. Is I want to go back outdoors because <laughs> everything everything goes full cycle. Mm, yeah, that's that's what they say. It goes full cycle. At now, tell us because we are almost uh, coming to the end of the show. I usually ask our guests to leave us with something to keep on thinking, something that we should never forget. And what could that be for Eric? Uh, so in terms of that, um, I think I think everyone is at heart a good person and trying to do their best. And I think everyone is happiest when they're serving other people. And I think everyone is what, what God or the creator of the universe, whatever you want to call it. I think he blesses each of us with our own individual gifts. So I'm the number one, Eric. You're the number one, Anthony. So if you're number in the world, how do you serve other people? You take advantage of your own individual gifts. And you do this by being authentic. So just be your authentic self, follow your, your intellectual curiosity. And when you're creating, just keep two things in mind. Don't harm anyone and don't take anything away from anyone. And you should be good. Oh, yes. Thank you, Eric. You should be good. Yeah, you should be good. <laughs> Anthony likes saying, be good for good. And this is the message that we are sending out. Yeah, yes, we're sending, we're sending positivity to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. So once again, Eric, uh, thank you very much for coming to now tell us. We appreciate it. No, th- thank you. Thank you for hosting. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. And we remind each and every one of you, please head over to shopx.co or go to Instagram following the links that is in in the description and connect with Eric.
Yeah, and uh, until next time, this has been Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Morore, and together with our wonderful guest, Eric, we're saying bye for now. Bye for now. Bye.